listening to 27 Talks Podcast. Step into the world of hair. We've got ideas and stories to share. Supporting salon culture and life. We'll provide the education. One talk at a time. This episode, Amber sits down with stylist and beauty industry veteran, Stephen Lynch. Well, hi, and welcome to 27 Talks. Today, I'm so excited to have a friend in the industry who has been a longtime influencer behind the chair um, with a wide range of you know experiences with his vision, his dedication to his craft, um, Mr. Stephen Lynch, thank you so much for being here with me today. Thank you, Amber. Thank you for inviting me. It's a, it's a pleasure. Um, yeah, I couldn't wish for anything more. Thank you. Thanks for taking some time. I know we're like both so busy behind the chair and doing what we do within our own salon spaces, but it's so nice to get a moment to sit down and, and carve some time out and just chat about this crazy industry we love so much. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, what a lot of changes, especially right now we're going through. Um, yeah, I don't know how how people are doing it. You know, I, I'm doing my own thing in, 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 that, in our space, mm -hmm. but you know, throughout, throughout, the, throughout the world, you know, everybody's uh, just trying to get through this thing. Absolutely, absolutely. And I will say that you're, you know, one of those leaders in, in the vision of, we've got to get through this and we've got to make it work and finding those great innovative strategies to still do what we love behind the chair and then still be able to do it safely. You and I have talked a lot about that um, kind of on between social media and, and in the salon as well. And I think that I just want to applause to you that you're doing a great job with you and the whole team at Palabra. They're trying to really raise the standard of safety and still being able to do what we love to do behind the chair. So bravo to you guys for, for making it work over there. So yeah. Two thank you. Thank, <laughs> yeah, thank you so much. Yeah, I think like from the get go, when um, this situation started, you know, Jorge, the, the owner of Palabra, he, um, he really wanted to set a standard and he, he looked to see what was going on around the country and to see what would be the safest way for people to use the space and for our, our own spacing within the space. So we don't have any, we only have three people working at a time and temperature checks, um, you know, the sanitation is actually over the top, but we want to be safe and our clients, we want our clients to be safe. We're not even blow drying our clients. Um, we, you know, and th they seem to be okay with that, you know, but um, we, yeah, it's, it's, it can be kind of life and death. So we're, you know, we're in that situation and we, we, we just don't want to take any chances. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's the right approach is 
just as cautious as you can be with as much dedication to those practices as you possibly can. And you guys are doing an, an excellent job at it. So keep it up, keep it up. Cause it, it'll keep our industry strong, especially here in Arizona where we, we're hot in many ways, not in just the temperature <laughs> in terms of our COVID situation right now. So um, I think it's, I think you guys are doing a great job. So yeah. I want to talk a little bit about who you are and who you are behind the chair and kind of your journey up into where you're at now at Palabra. I, I would love to hear how your career has transformed you to today. Well, you know, as I mean, basically the, the story of how I actually got into hair was um, I was 14 years old at the time and my best friend, Paul, Paul Roberts, um, we were sitting at um, the lunch table at school. We were in high school and um, we were get, we were taking out options for our last two years at school to see what you know what classes we'd, we'd take before we finished, and you know these classes were basically to go towards whatever career you were going to go into. And I really didn't have a lot of idea. You know, one minute I was going to be a policeman, the next minute I was going to be an engineer, then you know it was two weeks later it would have been something else. And then Paul said he was going to be a hairdresser, and I was like, what? Is he going to be a hairdresser? And I'm like, I had never, that just never, ever, ever entered my head. And he was like, yeah, 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 yeah. He goes, I'm going to be a hairdresser. He goes, I want to go on the cruises and go on the cruises around the world and see the world. And he says, and you get to all these different countries and there's all these girls and you can have a girlfriend in this country and a girlfriend in that country. And then when you come home, you can have a girlfriend when you're at home. So it kind of resonated with me a little bit you know, two 14 year old boys talking about what they were going to do. So I became a hairdresser because basically my friend Paul Roberts became a hairdresser. And we, you know, we stayed friends for, for years and years. And every time I would go home, you know, we'd always meet up and have a meal and just talk about good old days, school days, apprenticeship days and stuff like that. So that's how, that's how I really got into it back in the day. So yeah, I'm from, uh, originally I'm from Northwest England. I grew up in uh, a town just outside Blackpool, and um, yeah, that's that's where it all began. That's amazing. So then, after you did, you you made the decision for those reasons. You made the decision, and then you yeah. started in. Did you go right into apprenticeship after cosmetology, or how did that work out? Was it like proper training and then apprenticeship, or was it on the job training for you then? Well, I actually started as a Saturday boy when I was 14 at my mom's, uh, with my mom's hairdresser, his name was Keith. And so I started with him. So I'd go in and make cups of tea, sweep the floor and stuff like that. And then after two years, I started full time. I left school at 16 and I started full time. And I went to this salon called Mr. David and it was upstairs in the small town that I lived. And, uh, they did a lot of little old ladies with really tight curly perms and blue hair and stuff. And it, it really did. It really wasn't me. It was like, you know, why am I doing this? This isn't what I was 
thought I was going to do. Anyway, there's um, a salon in, in the center of Blackpool. It was like, there was two great salons and this was one of them. And I ended up going and getting an interview there and they took me on as an apprentice. So for nearly two years, I stayed there and did an apprenticeship with them. And I, towards the end of that, I got onto the floor. They were, they were great educators. They were right at the front of uh, hairdressing at that time. And then I left them and I went to the other great, the other great one. And I stayed there for about another year, another year and kind of finished off my apprenticeship there. And uh, so between the two spots, um, you know, I became pretty good. You know, they, they, they helped me a lot. And uh, yeah, it was, it was good fun. That's amazing. I think apprenticeships, there's nothing else like them. It really isn't. I'm such an advocate for that. I mean, you as an educator in your own way, and you kind of bring that all full circle, right? Where you, you know, have those experiences where you're hands-on with someone physically moving your body to get the cut, to stand here and this and get that muscle memory in there. And then there's nothing that beats that hands-on in that right. manner, really. And it stays with you in the fibers of who you are behind the chair. Um, and then you have that, you know, at least for some of us, we have that desire to then pass it along to the next generation and almost like, you know, children and grandchildren in, in hair industry. So that's amazing. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I totally believe in the apprenticeship approach. Um, not to say that the schools are bad, but I, 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 I just believe that, you know, the hands-on as, as you're going through a, a three-year apprenticeship, you know, you're learning to deal with people at the same time, you know, you're learning, you know, because you, you'll start blow drying and then you have to talk to the person. I remember like when I actually first ever got onto the floor, I mean, I, for about the first year, I didn't talk to anybody, even look at anybody. I was so nervous. You know, I, was, I cut their hair, but I was like, okay, what do you want? Okay, there you go. <laughs> but um, yeah, you know, but it, those first year, first two years of being on the floor, you know, you learn so much of yourself. You learn so much on how to talk to people and how to treat people. Absolutely. It's, it is, yeah, you cut your teeth there. That's for sure. And, and then those are the times to make all those mistakes too, especially when you're like under the wing of somebody else as well, where they're overseeing everything and, you know, gosh, you hate to mess it up in the moment. Cause you know, you're going to have to answer to, you know, whoever's training you, but it is that safety net that you, you have those stumbles that then are part of your toolbox every other step of the way. And Awesome. So yeah. once you finished that, then then what was next after that? Once you finished your two times apprenticeship and and then on, and I had two as well. Just saying, yeah. that's I think there's a lot of us that like we did one and you went back to go finalize in another way. Yeah. Well, I, I, actually, that wasn't the end of it because then I I actually moved to uh, to Manchester and uh, I worked in a salon in Manchester. And we, we did, when I went in there, so, you know, I'd already finished my apprenticeship, but their standard was that you basically start again. 
So for another 18, well, it's about, yeah, it's about 18 months that I worked there. Um, I was um, on the floor, but I did models for two days. So just, just models all day long for two days. Then we also did three nights a week, just doing models. So it was super intense. And um, once you got through that, you know, I, I, the, um, the thing to get you on the floor as a like super senior star is you had to do your presentation. And that was like nine models. And I think, the, I think at the time it was like five, five haircuts that were chosen for you. And then the rest were up to you, you know, just creative stuff. And so I did that, finished that 18 months and then I moved to London. And, and then I, when I was in London, I taught, ha taught uh, haircuts in a, one of the schools down there for, for a while. Yeah. Amazing. Um, how much at this stage where you're at now, I mean, how much, obviously COVID aside, but in terms of education, how hands-on are you? Talk a little bit about that. I know that you've brought in many educators and had a hand in kind of bringing the community together, even within the Plavra space. But um, prior to COVID, what does education look like for you in terms of what you're doing? Um, I think at the space right now, we, we haven't done really many classes in the last year. Mm -hmm. um, Jorge wanted to take a little step backwards from that. Um, but there was talk about starting to bring it back and then this thing hit. So we've done, you know, absolutely nothing because we can't. Um, but I also had a collaboration that I was doing with a friend of mine. Uh, I have two Instagrams. I have Stephen Lynch at Palabra, and then I have one called Hair and Curled. And within the Hair and Curled, uh, me and friends, we were uh, actually going around and talking to educators. So it was a, a kind of a, like a little reality type, type thing that we were doing. And um, I, I loved it. It was great. I mean, we, we went to London. We had uh, some some great interviews in London. We, we interviewed JB Mazzella, uh, Mark Hayes, um, some other great people when we were out there over here, Charlie Price. Um, so yeah, it was fun. It was fun. So I think for the future of that, I think, um, unfortunately it didn't work out, but for, in, uh, for the future, I think what I might do is actually keep it going uh but in, a, in another format so i might just do it on my own in another format i think whatever you end up kind of stepping into in that it sounds so exciting it sounds so awesome and and the direction that you'll have the ability to take it into it's going to be incredible and sharing yeah. that education and sharing those great masterful people that you even just listed off and that's so exciting to even get one little snippet of information from those folks i mean that would be incredible so more yeah i mean that yeah i mean it's like being with the uh, half a day you know and uh mark hayes we, hit, we were with mark hayes for about two and a half hours just literally just sitting around chatting he was telling us all sorts of crazy stories of uh how he met when he first met Vidal and yeah, it, it was great. And then 
you know, I don't want it just to be like the super high guys as well, because some of the people that we were talking to uh, were just normal people in salons, but it was just like, you know, their life, their life within the, the industry. And uh, it's, it's some really interesting, interesting stories. It's fun. That's awesome. You'll see more of it eventually. Oh, I can't wait. I'm going to keep bugging you till I do. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, you know, you'll be in it one day. Oh, well, I'll be happy to be there. Anything yeah. you need. I always tell you that. So we're both in Arizona. So for those who don't know Palabras, you're located in downtown Phoenix. And, and then I'm on the, the east side of town. But for as widespread as this valley is, I think it goes really industry wide we are very like tight in the sense that it's you know you can just it's one degree of separation like everywhere you turn in the in this business but i have to say and just another like applaud to you and who you are you have always been someone that is so inspirational to myself and to other people here within um the valley uh with all of phoenix metro area i mean in your track record is you know internationally not only just here in Arizona but I I think that you bring a sense of that camaraderie to our business that we do need and you yourself make it stronger by being part of it and so I want to say thank you to you for that because it really it really brings us all together with the joy that you have of the craft that you do and the elevation of the standards of what you do, I think it's really incredible. And what everybody over at Palabra does as well. So thank you guys for being, you know, thank an you. integral part of what this valley has to offer in terms of hair. I think it's always growing and you guys are, you yourself are a part of it. And so I've always been grateful for leaning on you with that. So I appreciate it, but. Yeah, th thanks. thank you so much. You know, it was, when we started talking about doing the classes at Palabra, you know, that, that was kind of the main reason was to try and bring, you know, salons together, bring people in. And when we were doing it, you know, we, we did that, but we also got people coming in from Denver. We got people coming in from, you know, from New Mexico and California and, uh, you know, it, people coming up from Tucson. So, you know, it, it, it really did start uh, to, um, you know, gel people together. It was it was awesome. You know, and it's just great to meet other people from other salons and see see what they're doing, you know, and copy them a little bit and because <laughs> that's what we do. You know, we, we, we see something and we go, Oh, I like the way they did they do that. I'm, I'm gonna try a little bit of that next time. Absolutely. And we take those ingredients and we put our own flavor with it too. And it it something exciting comes out of that, you know, watching somebody do something just a little bit different and it sits in with you and you like, Oh yeah, I could totally, I am going to try that. You know, that's, that's what the artistry of what we do behind the chair is. It's and having that support though is where it's not competitive, right? Like that's, I think there's the hindrance yeah. within the business and within salon to salon stylist to stylist is, um, you know, that, that bit of good competition is great, but competitiveness to where like, don't step on my toes. Yeah. 
that. We can support each other and we can grow this industry to be something even more phenomenal by really leaning in with each other and sharing those what's working, what's not working behind the chair in terms of business, whatever it is. And so again, that's why I'm so grateful for people like yourself, because it's, it's great to have that sounding board to bounce off some of those ideas too. And, and really being able to take the industry in a new and better direction, even in, you know, our bubble of Phoenix, you know? Right. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Even like back in the early days in my apprenticeship, all the apprentice apprentices that I worked with, they were my friends outside as well. So all our competition within law was super friendly competition, you know, you know, if someone would do a blow dry, but it was like, well, I'm going to make my blow dry better than that one the next time round. But it was, but it was all in a good, oh, you did that hair, my haircut, my next haircut's going to be better than that. But we were learning off each other by that because it was competitive. It was, a, it was good. It was good, you know. It was good to be competitive, but in a nice way. Absolutely. Absolutely. It pushes you for the better. It does. Yeah. It really does. Well, now that, I mean, obviously the way that the world is and things are so kind of hindering because of COVID and because of our limitations that we're putting out there for ourselves. But aside from that, what is like in the, the next steps for your future? I know you talked a little bit about kind of getting that education and, you know, and formatting your talks in terms of, you know, bringing that back to life again. So I think that's going to be so exciting. But what else do you have envisioned for your future? I think it's important to talk about what's next and be positive because it's so easy to be <laughs> down in the dumps about how yeah. everything is right now. Definitely. Um, I think, you know, we, unfortunately, you know, we do live in the US and nobody in the world wants us. We can't, you know, the, it's like, I would love to go home tomorrow, but, you know, you go home and you have to stay in quarantine for exit. But, you know, the UK doesn't even want us over there. Um, so, you know, the last three, four years, we, me and my girlfriend, Renee, we've been going out to uh, Asia. And that's where I want to go. You know, it's like, as soon as this thing lets us go, I'll be on the first plane out because I, just, I, I want a vacation. You know, I, I want to go back and I'm going to go back to Thailand. I want to go back to Vietnam. And uh, so I, I'm, I'm just praying and hoping for, for those days to uh, hurry up. Um, if someone hurries up with a vaccine and treatment and stuff and, you know, we can actually get out of here. That's, that is my future. I, and I, I would, I would uh, like love to live over there at some point, you know, um, even if it's just for six months or a year or something like that, just, just go and experience that. Take lots of pictures and film and talk to people. That's, 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 that's what I look for. And then back in England, you know, I have a grandson in England. He's like two years old now. So we, we FaceTime, but you know, you can't hug on FaceTime. So yeah, that's, that's what I'm looking forward to the, the future. Um, and then hair-wise, you know, um, I've got my, you know, 
my thing that I'm going to come up with. Um, I don't want to say too much about it. No, but, no, you know. no, no, you're good. But, you know, and then, you know, if we can, you know, get, get some education back in the salon, stuff like that. It's, you know, it's, it's just, it's just a tough time right now. It's, it's, it's kind of mind blowing how this thing is uh, taken us all over. It is, it is. It's definitely the topic of conversation. That's for sure. And then part of our daily life, I was actually myself, I was on two separate educational platforms today, obviously virtually, but that's such the norm right now, right? Is just in terms of like, if, if you're going to have any sort of education, whether it's product knowledge or salon business or whatever it might be, everything is still, it's happening, but remote. And it's like, it still feels like everything is moving forward, but it's, it's a very different picture than it once was for sure. Yeah. I've been, I've been doing, uh, I think I mentioned this to you like the other day, mm -hmm. but I've been doing some stuff on a website called Skillshare. Oh yes. Yes. Yeah. 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 So, um, you know, I, in the day to do some photography and stuff like that. So I thought, oh, you know, maybe I'll start taking pictures again. So you can like normal people edit video and also all sorts of things. So I've been doing classes, you know, on there and uh, obviously watching people do hair a little bit of, uh, there's actually some guys in London ACL that have uh, started doing some online education and uh, that stuff's really good. Um, they're from a salon called Radio, that, and the guy, the guy who owns Radio, there's three or four salons in London. Um, we went out there and we, we spoke to them uh, last year, and uh, super nice guys, very extremely into their craft. And so we spoke, to, you know, we spoke to them for a, a good morning, and uh, now they've come up with their online, and it, it's it's actually really, really super, super good. So if anybody out there wants a different angle on on education, ACL education out of London, very good. And then some other guys actually out of London, Slate Education, um, they're they're great as well. Yeah, we actually, I actually, before this all went down, kind of talking to them about coming over, and. Uh, I was, well, I was in London last um, October when Salon um, International was on and I got to meet all the Slate team then and uh, yeah, we wanted them to come over, but obviously no one's going anywhere right now. So, hey, <laughs> one day. It'll happen. Day it'll happen. It will. It will happen. We'll put it out there. It's going to happen. Everything is going to continue and make it positive, right? Yeah. Well, I wanted to ask you a couple, a couple questions and I'm going to have to modify because you answered a few of them already. So I have to <laughs> prop up my questions myself. Okay. So are you ready? Yeah. Okay. So again, you're in downtown Phoenix. So what's your favorite spot for downtown? Like your have to go to spot for your recommendation for downtown? Futuro, <laughs> obviously, yeah. Um, where else do, do I go downtown? Um, I actually kind of like, you know, it's kind of funny now because we haven't been able to go anywhere for six months. You kind of forget 
where you're supposed to go. But I love Lola. Lola Coffee is, uh, is a good spot. Yeah, I've love been going that. there for years. So, yeah. That's a good spot. That's a good suggestion. I like it. Okay. Um, rant. So these are random. You got to bear with me, but we're having fun with it. Okay. So what's your favorite cookie? Uh, would be kind of oatmeal. Really? Oatmeal. Yeah. Yeah. I like Why is that your go-to cookie. cookie? I can't eat chocolate. Oh, really? I don't eat chocolate anymore. So, um, yeah. So an oatmeal cookie I, I go to. Yeah. Perfect. Perfect. Well, you already said where you're from. So instead, I'll say, what do you miss most about home and where you're from? Okay. Um, well, it was a seaside town. So my, my hometown. So it was always nice to walk, you know, along, along the beach and stuff like that. Um, I, I miss kind of people and sarcasm and comedy. You know, because the, the Brits are kind of very funny. They make fun of each other. The Americans don't do it so much. So I, I do kind of get into trouble. So I get a little mouthy and, you know, I can, back home, we, we insult each other and it's funny. But in America, you insult somebody and they, they kind of don't like you about it. <laughs> so, yeah, sarcasm, wit, yeah, stuff like that. And obviously family, yeah. Yeah, of course. Of course. Well, I like your wit. You can, we can, we can banter each other. That's totally fine. Um, how would your clients describe you? <laughs> um, I would say a lot of them think I have a lot of patience. Patient. Um, I'm pretty friendly, so a, a friendly and patient with them. Um, that's probably pretty much what it is. I'm funny, yeah. I make because I'll make fun of my clients as well. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, let's see. What is your favorite getaway spot? That's the best kept secret, and you may have touched on it already. You can elaborate if you did, unless it's a different one. Favorite okay. Secret. Well, best kept secret getaway spot. Um, where would I? Well, I went camping, and it was it was up in Prescott. Um, so for this weekend, that would be the spot that I would go back to, uh, just just to get away. It was quiet. It was nice, and I just basically sat there and did nothing. But I, you know. I love Southern California, so pretty much anywhere over there, La Jolla or um, Del Mar, somewhere like that. Yeah. I love Del Mar. I love it over there. Um, okay. What is your favorite hair trend, past or present? Hair trend or present? Um, I would say geometrics. You know, I, I love, you know, that's kind of when I, I grew up, you know, it was the hard lines, you know, asymmetric, stuff like that, you know, um, those bobs, you know. So, you know, with JB for the day was was pretty awesome. You know, they're so crisp on that. Um, there's a super great guy, uh, Fraser Wallace, out of London. Uh, he's, he's actually just opened up his own 
uh, salon back up in Scotland is, is a Scottish guy. And his, his work is phenomenal when you look at his shapes and stuff. So, yeah, um, the geometrics. I think it is, you know, it's whatever you, you grew up on, you know, when you first started. You know, you, you look at the guys today and, you know, um, you know, a six to 18-year-old girl going into hairdressing right now is probably just all shag. Yeah. Or all about making someone's hair bright green or, you know, something like that, you know. And they'll probably look at a box bob and go, mm. whatever, you know. <laughs> but, uh, but for me, a box bob is like an, an amazing haircut. Always a favorite of mine as well. Always a favorite. Give me the Louise Brooks every day of the week. I'll take it. Um, how, I know you just said though, with your Prescott trip, you were able to get out of town and you tuned, tuned out and turned off, but how do you normally do that on, on the regular? How is it that you actually can kind of like unplug um, and unwind for yourself? I probably watch, probably just watch a bit of TV, to be honest, uh, something mindless. Or yeah, you know, or a documentary or something like just just something that just takes you away from what is actually going on outside the window. Yeah, so a little bit of TV is is always good. Comedy as well. Yeah, Great. Netflix. <laughs> it's good for you. <laughs> and Netflix comedy. We've been watching Shit's Creek. And it's oh. so funny. I love it. Love it. Love it. It's the great yeah. great way to, to just shut everything else out that's that's a great show it's and i and i had clients telling me oh you should watch this you should watch this it's it's really funny it's really great and i'm like and i was like no no, no. i just like looked it on no i don't want to do that and then it was like okay we'll watch it yeah you, you get glued to it it's it's hilarious it's the funniest so it good. Really is funny it really is i love it too well that in the office those are our two like at the end of the day you just want to put something on and just kind of nearly fall asleep to it in like the right. best way because you can finally sort of like unwind your brain a bit and yeah those are those are the two go-tos for us too so that's awesome well awesome. i am so grateful that i got a chance to sit and talk with you and hear a little bit about your journey to where you came from in terms of that early on behind the chair to where you are at today I mean, you and I have had numerous hours of conversation regarding this industry, and I get excited every time I get a chance to just share with you. And um, I'm I'm so grateful that you were able to sit and and chat with me for a little bit. And I'm always always here as an ear, and I always am excited to hear what you have to share. So I want to say thank you. Thank you, thank you so much. Thanks for letting me do this so awesome and I can't wait for our next chat and we'll make it soon okay definitely